Hey everyone, welcome to the Gregory Dickout Podcast. We are on day 12 of our Fast for Monk Thinking. If you haven't heard about this fast yet, we are fasting for 40 days. But we're not fasting from food, we're fasting from negative thoughts and mindsets. You can sign up now for free at fastfromwrongthinking.com. You can check out all the podcasts we've done so far. Just scroll up, find day one and day two and so on. But I'm really excited about today's episode because today we're fasting from the thought that says, I can't shake my past. So here's a mashup of content from Gregory Dickow, all about shaking off the past, what you've done, what's been done to you, and stepping into the freedom God created you to walk in. I really hope you enjoy. Today, I declare to you and prophesy to you that we are breaking the power of what's been done to us and we are breaking through. Come on, we are breaking through into our destiny. We are breaking the power We are breaking the power of what's been done to us and we are breaking through to what is meant for us. You can't let your failures be your limitations. You can't let your mistakes be your limitations. You can't let the preconceived ideas. Oh, you know, she's always this way. He's always this way. Oh, these kind of people are always this way. This is the problem with stereotyping and this is the problem with racism and this is the problem with labels that that people put on others is because those things are designed by Satan to limit you and to define you as something that other people have an opinion of you will always be. And let me tell you something. You don't have to ever be somebody that is limited by your past. And it doesn't matter if you're 60, 70, 80 years old your future is still bright and you say, well, no, I'm I'm really at the end of my days. But your last few days could be the greatest days compared to all the days of your past. You don't ever have to think that way because look, because God can do in one day, he can turn around what has been failure and defeat in your life for 70 years. God can turn it around in one day. You've got to realize that your past is conquered. Your past has been defeated. It's been removed. You don't have to live in shame anymore. You don't have to live in guilt anymore. You don't have to look at back at your past and go, I wish that wouldn't happen. No, you invite God into your past, even though God can't change your past. He can change your perspective of it. You can't change your past. You can change how you look at it. You can change how you utilize your past. You can change how you use your past. You can change how you leverage your past. You can say, you know what? I was abused as a child. Now God's healing me and Lord, I'm going to let you use me and I'm going to let you to use what happened to me to help bring other children out of that, to help deliver other people, to help notice it if it's happening, to help blow the whistle if it's happening in somebody else's life or to help somebody heal from it because I've learned to heal from it. You see, you can use your past in a positive way. Your past does not confine you. Your past does not define you and your past does not have to conquer you. You can conquer your past in Jesus name. Amen. Listen, this is how the devil operates. He operates as a liar. He lies to you about your past. You'll never get out of it. Jesus tells you the truth. Your past is over. I've forgiven you and I'm not going to remember it anymore and I'm not going to bring it up to you again. This is where we get confidence from to be able to go and stand before God without guilt, without shame, without inferiority, without fear, without God ever remembering our sins ever again. Oh, I can't go to him now because look at what I did. He doesn't remember it. It's already been washed. It's been paid forward by Jesus. 
years ago, 2000 years ago and before the world began, before the foundation of the world, God had already established the blood of my son is going to be shed for mankind because I know he's going to I know man is going to sin, but I'm going to create him anyway. I know he's going to turn for me, but I'm going to create him anyway. I know he's going to rebel against me, but I'm going to create him anyway. Why? Because he is the crown of God's creation. Man and women are the crown of God's creation. Mankind is the crown of God's creation. And he has determined, predetermined before we were born and before we were even our parents idea. God wanted you here and he knew you would be on this earth and he knew you would need a savior. So he prepared this all in advance and he showed us pictures of it from Genesis all the way up until Jesus dies on the cross. Boy, if we start seeing the Bible the way it really was meant to to be read, we're going to want to read it more. You know, if you if you think all the Bible is just so full of things that I'm done wrong and so full of I feel so guilty all the time when I read it for all the mistakes I've made, you're reading the Bible wrong. Show yourself approved. Show yourself approved. Show yourself to yourself. We need to read the Bible to find our approval. We need to read it to find out that he approves of us. We're his sons and daughters. He says, you're good. Go forward. You're the righteousness of God. You're you're the head and not the tail. You're blessed coming in and blessed going out. You're above and not beneath. You're seated with Christ in heavenly places. You're born again. New creature. Your identity is hidden in Christ. You are not who you used to be. Show yourself in this Bible by reading this Bible. Show yourself that you're approved. The Bible already says you are. So now show yourself that you are. That will change your behavior that will lead to godly living. If you're sitting in in a first class seat and the seat reclines all the way back, Jesus, that's what that's what Jesus is speaking of when he was reclining (laughs) with his disciples. There was he's going to the cross and he's reclining. He's at peace. He's at rest. Like, what are you doing? What are we doing that's so hard that would prevent us from reclining with him when he was going to pay the price for all of mankind's sin? And yet he's reclining at the table with his disciples and 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 the apostle John's like leaning, you know, in his chest, just like this, you know, (laughs) I mean, that's literally what John was doing. The Bible says his head was in the bosom of Jesus. That's the picture that we should have of our relationship with God. That's what God wants for us. And what what keeps us from enjoying the table and enjoying our seat with him is shame as soon as we feel shame about something we've done as soon as we feel shame about our past whether it's our imperfections or a mistake we made a sin we've committed something we've done something we're thinking some space we're in in our minds and our emotions where we're really not we're not at our best and that brings shame And then we think that should keep us from the table. But that does not disqualify us from being at the table. God doesn't shame us. And he doesn't and he doesn't say, well, as soon as you stop doing that, then you can you can ditch that shame. You need to ditch the shame now. Like Jesus paid for the shame. He took our shame. Hmm. This is what so many Christians fail to understand is that we don't have to do anything to get rid of this stuff. Jesus paid for it. We just have to accept we're forgiven and we're free from shame, and we're free from guilt, and we're free from condemnation. Being not guilty in God's eyes doesn't come from being sinless. 
being not guilty in God's eyes comes from being washed by the blood of Jesus. And that gives us the right to go to God anytime about anything. And he's like, I'm here. He's like, welcome home. Welcome home. You're at the table. You're at the table. You don't have to leave the table. We think we have to excuse ourselves and go to our room because that's how we grew up. Go to your room. That's how we grew up. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, Joseph, come, come down when you've you know, really got your heart right, when you really get a better attitude. Yeah, like parents bring shame to their children, unfortunately, because we, we're imperfect in how we raise our kids. But yet, God is the perfect father. Yeah. And he doesn't want to put us in our room and put us in a corner mm. to learn our lesson, to be shamed wow. so that w- then we can earn a place back at the table when we get our attitude right. God accepts us at the table with all of our funk, all of our junk in our trunk, all of our, yeah. all of our shenanigans. He doesn't reject us yeah. from the table. He doesn't say, sorry, you got to go, go in the corner until you get, get it right mm. and then you can come back. And you can earn your place. No, the place has already been earned by Jesus. Your seat has been earned by Jesus. See, a lot of people want God to show them their calling. What is my life mission? What is my life calling? And I've discovered my life mission and my life calling is to conquer the very thing that is in front of me. The very thing in front of me is the assignment that I have. So what do we do if our calling is found in our conquering? then what are the things that we're supposed to conquer? In all these things, we're more than conquerors. So what are the things we're supposed to to conquer? First, we must conquer our past. We must conquer our past. Our upbringing, our weaknesses will condition us to stay small, to stay limited, to stay insecure, and to stay lonely. Your past programs you to a future that looks just like it in a maturer form. And so we can't let the DNA of our past program our future. We have to obliterate the DNA of our past. We have to be willing to realize that even though our parents probably all tried their best, we, we grew up with mindsets, whether we, were, whether we adopted them from our parents, whether we adopted them from school or from others, we grew up with mindsets that define us and limit us and God wants to obliterate those so that there are no limits, so that there are no mindsets that control you or cage you or keep you from passing through that invisible fence that keeps shocking you every time you get near it. I'm going to tell you right now, you got to first conquer your past. Life, history, people's expectations, your education, these are all things from your past that try to program you and try to determine your future. And that's okay if your history is great, if your education was supreme, if your expectations have always been high, and if your upbringing was perfect. But for most of us, it's not so. So what do we do? We have to disengage from the preconceived images and ideas that we've had of ourselves. We have to be willing to make a deliberate break from the patterns of those we grew up with or of how we grew up, the mindsets, the prejudices, the things that were fed to us in our upbringing that say, these people you can't never trust and these people are always inferior or this 
is something you'll never be. Someone tells us not to dream. Someone tells us not to imagine. Someone tells us it can't be done. Someone tells us we'll never amount to that. Someone tells us you'll always be this or you'll always be that or you'll never be rich or you'll never have a great business or you could never start your own business or you could never get married to the best kind of person or you could never have this or you could never break that addiction or you'll never stop being depressed or you'll never break that anxiety or you'll never be free from panic attack or you'll never be free from that diabetes or you'll never be free from that sickness or what happened in your life and what you did it'll mark you the rest of your life and let me tell you something let me tell you something God doesn't look at you that way God doesn't mark you with those mistakes those are just pieces of marble around your David and God is going to continue to chip away at those. Those things are not you. Those are the things that are trying to keep you bound inside and keep you hidden inside. And God is breaking those things out of you. That's why he brought you here today. That's why you're here today so that you could be awakened to the greatness, the greatness that's inside of you. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, if you haven't signed up yet for the Fast and Wrong Thinking, you can visit fastandwrongthinking.com and you'll start getting daily emails for the next 40 days. You can also search Fast and Wrong Thinking on the YouVersion Bible app and follow along there as well. Also, let Gregory Dickow know how you're enjoying this fast. You can message him on Facebook or Twitter at Gregory Dickow. Thanks for listening and have a great day.